0: This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.
1: If anyone is looking for me, I'll be over there. Way over there. Nowhere close to this. This. (laughs) Disappointment. Because, really. This is a disappointment. I came here looking for fun, for comedy, to have a laugh. But this, ugh, this is like opening a smartly wrapped Christmas gift and finding a greasy, stinky turkey leg from 1982. And not even a good turkey. That was the year Aunt Carol got one from that truck on the side of i 89 days before Thanksgiving. Yeah, that kind of disappointment. So, thanks for the gift. This is Funny People Talking.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Funny People Talking. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Rako, and with me, as usual, is my good friend, um, let's say you're not French today, Danielle Beckman.
3: Great. Danielle Beckman. Hi. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Mark. you for repeating
2: it and reinforcing your name for me.
3: Yes, yes. <laughs> I got a well, slate.
2: Do- <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel Beckman. I'm five five. Yep. From Los Angeles, and uh,
3: I'm actually five foot four and three quarters, same height as Tina so Fey. How did you know that I was nearly five five?
2: Because I'm obsessed with Tina Fey, okay. and I go. look at you, size you up, and say she's so close. It's got to be close. Yes,
3: I just won at <laughs> <it laughs> life. That's amazing.
2: No, not actually it, but well, I am obsessed with Tina Fey. I know she's the, best. the healthiest of professional. I got to ways. see Mean
3: Girls last month.
2: Wow, how it was, was that?
3: so. Good. So that's
2: her Broadway show based on the movie. Yes, she wrote both.
3: Unbelievable. Good yes. For her. What was... doesn't she do? I don't know. We should get her on and ask her.
2: Can I just tell you what? how much that would accomplish in my life? <laughs> I know. You don't uh, a story for another day,
3: right? Oh, okay. Um,
2: okay. My my five near misses with mm-hmm. Tina Fey. Okay,
3: I recall that now.
2: Thank you. So it's a story for a past day, apparently. Yes. So. Uh, anyway, uh, so good to see you, um, and with us, of course, is our uh, producer, Elsie. Hi, Elsie. Hey,
0: how's it going?
2: Uh, I'm go- Elsie asked me how's it going.
0: That's really What happened? Wow.
2: Did you win the lottery today? Are you, like, in a super good mood? No, I just slipped. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> okay, very good. Well, thank you for slipping. It made me feel good for about two seconds. Mark, until...
3: she only asked you. She didn't ask me. So there you go.
2: Yeah, okay. Typical so that's right typical sorry it's nice to see you (laughs) elsie you're welcome you're you're matched you match today your your purple colored glasses match a kind of lavender sweater or something. you're all matchy matchy today so yep all right anyway moving on um i'm proud to say that our and pleased to say that we have a guest in the studio today as usual he is mark normand he is a comedian Extraordinaire, very successful comedian who's uh, uh, gone from being a comedian embryo all yes. the way up to. I knew doing, him since embryo. The, I know. Maybe. To, to the big leagues, and he's uh, taken a few minutes out of his busy, serious schedule to do this stupid show. So, anyway, thank you for joining us, Mark.
4: Hey, hey, good to be here. Nah, I wouldn't call it stupid. <laughs> you got a great studio. I had a cup of coffee. Yeah. Two lovely ladies, one uh,
2: possibly pissed off, but... Uh, He's talking about me. It's okay. Yeah, Great. Uh, well, um, I'm not sure why you called me a lady, but...
4: Oh, these two ladies and oh. then a gentleman in the middle.
2: Thank you. The gentleman in the middle. As yes. I shall, henceforth, be called. So, uh, <laughs> alright, so we're going to learn all about Mark and his career and what he thinks is funny, and he, mm. as he is a real-life funny person talking. He is. As per the name of the show. I uh, think. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, we've got a great show in store. We're going to play a brand new improv game. We're going to get to know Ooh. Mark. Another nerd tip in a moment from Danielle. And uh, a couple things that i got to get off of my chest. And I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that uh, Danielle has a story that she's been waiting to share. So uh, I promise you, no disappointment in this particular show, and uh, I want to let you know that our game today, a brand new game, as I mentioned, is called Famous Last Words, and I promise you it will not disappoint, but before we get to the Nerd Tip, I do have a question for you, Danielle.
3: Yes, Mark.
2: I I really would like to understand, I noticed you walking around full-fisted, but both fists filled with bags of goldfish. Like water, and then there's like goldfish swimming in them. Not yeah. the cracker. Not the cracker. No, oh, that's that what I pictured. Be, see, see that that would be clearer.
3: He obviously okay. missed me earlier. Although if they were in yeah.
2: water, that would be very strange. True. W- what is the reason you're carrying around not cracker goldfish?
3: Well, i I misinterpreted something. You know, um, I'm from California, so yes. you know about the gold rush. Yeah. Oh
5: yeah, 49. And a uh,
3: ye old gold rush. Yes. Yes. And um, someone told me gold was on the rise, kind of like a Bitcoin situation, but gold. And I thought, well, you know what? Maybe I should get in on this. But I misheard. Uh I thought they said gold
2: <laughs> Goldfish were on the rise. So ah.
3: I went <laughs> Yeah, I went to the local, the lo- my local pet you store You must have been so Brooklyn. pleased
2: how accessible they were and.
3: Oh in, my god, so cheap! But so the cheap. problem is, is like you said, I didn't get the water; I just got the fish itself. I know. I, it's, it's, a, it's, it's kind t- of a goldfish graveyard now. It's but a um, short window but I of opportunity, learned. Opportunity, really. Yeah, and I learned listening is important.
2: When did you goldfish uh, gold? When, fish, gold, gold yeah. you know, I got it. As I interrupt you. Yes.
3: <laughs> I'm listening.
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> i want to know what, what was the moment like that you realized your error
3: oh um when the smell began
2: really yeah mm-hmm. yeah what? the distinct how, smell how far was that from the moment you left the pet store or you maybe
3: like a solid five hours
2: five hours yeah
3: when i got back home and here's the thing my roommate hates fish like mm. she hates salmon she hates even tilapia. more now probably oh no and I feel really bad good thing they're gone for uh, uh, the week I know
2: because you figure like three hours it could have been a sushi opportunity Once right you pass, like, I that missed that three it. hours it's like
3: I could have filleted those little things I know oh I feel so bad now I know
2: they died well, for nothing. that's my
3: mess up Gold well, rush. It's gold on fish. you, Danielle.
2: Yes, it's I know. So what are you going to do now? It's a gold flush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Comedian uh, in the house, everybody.
3: No, but he's right. I flushed yeah. him down the toilet.
2: As you do. Uh, how many? How many per flush?
3: Um, we're not going to talk you about it. I 10 had
2: a flood. Well, I the bet. plumber came. can you? Oh, so. yeah. It Wait, was.
3: You bad. got the plumber off. It was All bad. Right. <laughs> oh, I just got that. I'm very slow. <laughs> you know, I need to listen more, Mark. Did you hear? Hey, Mark. Which Mark am I talking to? We don't know.
2: So I, I know that's going to be tough for this thing. Is it Rako? It is Reiko. Let's well, call you Rako. That's a cool yeah. name. Yeah.
3: Okay, maybe, maybe for this just, uh,
2: Since this is my show, maybe we call you Norman. There you right, go. Yeah, there we you can go. Do that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe this
3: is my show.
2: <laughs> that's right. It is your show. Do you know Danielle.
3: what? My middle name is Elise, really? which sometimes people think is Elsie, mm. which is weird. Really? Elsie, Elsie, do people ever call you Elise? Okay, never mind. Sorry, I. Well, oh, no,
2: I mean, I, I feel you know. Let's give her credit. You question asked and answered. I know there was I know. no need to elaborate. She no. gave a, an efficient, you know, straight line between two points answer. I,
3: yeah, I know, and I do love your lavender.
2: Sweater. I swear. You're that's what you were going to I thought you were saying you do love her laugh. And I was like, when did you hear what that? What are you talking <laughs> about? So what are you talking about? Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's get started with the show before we do. Yeah. Uh Danielle, do you have a nerd tip for us today?
3: I do. I wanted to share about soulgeek.com.
2: Soul Geek.
3: Yeah. Like so, S-O-U-L? Yeah, S-O-U-L. Soul I've been finding a lot of these uh nerdy niche dating sites.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And I... I just kind of love what they're doing. They're really going for it. They've now, created Are you on, a are you on the place. prowl,
2: or are you just sort of curious? I'm what's out there? I'm or... definitely
3: not on the prowl. Okay. So, but you know, for anyone out there listening, hey, it's it's good to check out. It's they call it a cyber home for geek dating, and you go on and you get like a quick scan for your soul geek. So you just enter some really quick information.
2: Is that is that to vet you to determine you're really a geek?
3: I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get but but okay, is but it's the
2: same thing as a geek and a nerd, well, the same thing. Well, it
3: covers it says, "Do you geek out over sci-fi, horror, fantasy, animation, anime and comics? Are you a nerd for video games, conver- conventions, cosplay, and more?" Then this is a 100% free geek dating site for you. So, I don't know. It's kind <laughs> of Do You have to pay cool. if you don't
2: care about those things?
3: What? I, I guess it's free. I mean, you know, okay, Cupid's free. Yeah. Like there well, are how legit How do they make money?
2: Is there like a, it's a, it's a, a what do you call There's it? There's like ads on there. Premium or freemium?
3: Fr- freemium, yeah. F- yeah, sure. That's I guess you can get a free subscription,
2: and, and then there's like an upcharge if you want additional the, services. Maybe a yeah, yeah, hence yeah. the word freemium.
3: Maybe if you want to unlock the other part of the dating site, which ah. I don't know. That's like the cosplay part. Ooh. You know, I'm just Furries. kidding. I have no idea.
4: Phil Cosby?
3: Furries? Maybe. No no no, oh, no, 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 no.
4: Wrong site.
3: But I there's there are other there's a couple other sites like uh, plenty of geeks, match geeks, and Trek dating is one of them. Which I thought you. Would find funny. There's a Trek dating site.
2: I'm not surprised about that. I know. But
3: anyway, it's cool.
2: I like that. That's awesome. I I wonder if there's any underrepresented people out there, you know, that are like, like lesser Mm. appreciated, like sci-fi shows. Uh You know, like there's like, okay, there's like. C- christmas cartoons out there that nobody watches because it's just like not the claymation ones yeah like smurf christmas or something like that that like doesn't get the airplay that like rudolph does you know right. what i mean and like so there's lesser people appreciating that let's say. i don't even know if there's a smurf if you christmas do smurf
3: a story, little digging i would say
2: that there is i would one? say
3: there's going to be niche there's probably a smurf, oh, yeah. a smurf dating side as well
2: yeah probably definitely Probably blue balls
3: that's what it's called, blueballs.com. <laughs> Blueballs. But it's actually it's dot, dot blueballs.gov. Oh, there you go. Yeah, they couldn't get the dot .com.
4: No, that's taken.
3: <laughs> dot .edu.
2: That's there, the, <laughs> that's there you go. That's the site for the West Wing. Anyway. Um,
3: so you don't have to be alone is what I'm trying to say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Me personally? <laughs> Let's go really or? deep. Yes. No, okay. I'm
3: talking about the royal you. <laughs>
4: the royal you, rules.
3: all you out there.
4: Okay. By the way, the Smurfette must have really gotten... A lot of heat, because she's the only lady on the show. I mean, she really got her pick of the, the litter there.
2: Talk about Me Too.
4: Yes.
3: I, hey, I got to go me back blue. and rewatch.
2: No, don't me watch. Bl- don't me Blue. Watch. That, was like, that was one that me went under, underappreciated oh under the radar. Oh, my God. I Little didn't side see I, comment. I, I That was a good it. one, man. Ah, thanks. Hashtag Me Blue. Uh Smurfette it's issues. Legit. Yeah, that's really fun. You know, it's, that's something we don't really appreciate, is like Me Too in the fictional world. Uh huh. I, I think mean, it's, Lieutenant Uhura, please, or Le Pew. Oh my god! Pepe. Yeah, that guy was a bastard. The whole show was a meat too. Yeah. Oh my exactly. god. Um, you know, I, I wonder. Sylvester was a male, wasn't Tweety Bird a female? No, no. Tweety's no. A, a boy. Tweety's a boy. Yeah, Looks that was like just a female, though. that
4: was just questionable. Edible, like he just wanted to eat. He's the, just cute. The cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was delicious.
3: Yeah. No, Tweety. Tw- my dad corrected me when I was young. Mm.
5: Was he
2: was like too? Tweety
3: Bird is a man, and I was like, oh god.
2: This was an actual conversation you had with, with my your dad. Father? Yeah. Life wow. lessons.
3: He he is a cartoon enthusiast. Oh. Sure.
2: Uh. It sounds yeah. more like he's a, uh, a, a, a cartoon uh, uh,
4: gender Nazi.
2: <laughs> my Mark d- Norman, everybody.
3: see, no, Dad, I love you.
2: <laughs> okay.
3: He will be listening. My dad's not a
5: Nazi. Uh
2: uh all right so we are german let, let, okay how sorry. about we get started with the show daniel can hey. you uh tell me to start the show please?
3: mark yeah i think it's time for you to start
1: the show all right. from the mouth media network studios in new york city and from the same people who brought you monkey radio with mark this is funny people talking with mark rako danielle beckman and Elsie.
2: Alright, so we are here with Mark Norman, an incredible uh, comedian. Uh, now, do you prefer, Mark, uh, in all seriousness, so, yeah. uh, do you prefer comic or comedian or I, some other term? Typical? I don't care. It doesn't matter? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. Is it the same thing? Is it, is it genuinely mean the same thing?
4: I think comic is more uh, stand up comic, mm-hmm. but comedian, like Will Ferrell, will be called a comedian. Because right. he writes,
2: Cause cause he, he produces. He's and... in comedy, yeah. yeah. That
4: makes so sense. He could never do stand up, by the way. He tried and he failed. Stand up oh is God. a weird thing. I it's have like it's so much animal. in
3: common with Will Ferrell.
4: Yeah. Wow. There you, you
2: practically go. are Will Ferrell.
3: Okay. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> I don't think so, but wow. <laughs> no, but I, I agree with that because, pardon? Nothing. Pardon. But I would say I, Daniel Beckman, as an actress, could also sub that out for I'm also a comedian. Right. Because I do comedically timed things, et cetera. And then a comic, you're right, it's it's, um, more limiting, not in a bad way.
2: Now, how about let's go another level here. I'm interested in both of your opinions on this, seriously should female comedians be called comedians, I-E-N-N-E, uh, the same way like you have actors and actresses. And I know right. many female actors prefer the term actor because in their mind, and I, and I understand this thinking, there is no female version of, it's not like you call a race car driver that's a woman a driverette.
4: Right.
5: Mm. So why an
2: actress, I mean, I know that's what the, where the language was, mm. has been, but the fact that, you've women now modern professional women that still call themselves an as you did an actress and I'm not picking on you I did yeah and i know female comics or comedians who do refer to themselves as a comedienne yes comedienne whatever however you say it a comedian
3: comedian do you would you would you yeah. introduce your your female friends who are comics as A comedian?
4: No, I would just go, hey, his next comic, whatever, whatever. You've seen her on this, Mm -hmm. seen her on that. Yeah. Say her name. I would just say comic. Yeah.
3: Yeah, because, well, it's the same thing as like... A waiter or a waitress we don't really do that anymore but it's just like server. your server will be right with you
2: server sounds worse than all of them i think <laughs> oh, so God. too i i don't like that i mean well, i, I yeah. want i want like a uh a culinary attendant
4: well it's all about that the correcting nice. no one really cares no one really gives a shit they're all everybody's lying Huge
2: tip call me whatever you want yeah
4: right? they, but we just have to change it even if the name sounds worse like little people sounds worse to me than midget i'd rather be called a midget than a little person not I'm but not it is one. PC, right? But it's PC, but it's just about like, hey, we got to change, we got to do something about this. If I was a black guy, just call me black guy. I don't right. want to be called African American. What if I'm Canadian? But why what if I'm have, British?
2: Why do we have to classify though? That's an interesting theory. Why do we have to refer to a person as a little person at all? Because it shows
4: person? that you're somewhat compassionate or no, aware. No. Uh, whether it's midget, little
2: person, or whatever, you're I'm saying. saying a why is there have oh. to be label? Yeah, why label them? Thank you, Elsie.
4: Mm. Well, because uh, there's d- people have differences. Why call him a Nazi and him a Jew? They're different.
3: That's very true. <laughs> That's
4: all exactly the You know what? Touche on that. But
5: well, I'm just no, saying, but We have to have right, names right. for things.
3: I'm a brunette. Why am I brunette? Yeah. So when I walk in a room, my hair reflects the color of brown, sometimes yes. red,
4: sometimes gray. That's how language works.
3: But also, I was going to say, fair. back to language, I was going to say, many of the... There's this linguist named John McWhorter, and he speaks about how... Uh, a lot of the language in English that would be feminine versus masculine, a.k.a. actor, actress, yeah. et al., is a, a distinction and a differentiation that was demanded by women.
4: Ah, slain. interesting. And
3: this is this is not like a blanket statement, but in many, many certainties, women wanted the distinction, so they started to create and normalize those sorts of labels.
2: Interesting. So,
3: yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna be a feminine lady, but I'm also gonna be like super kick ass and great. And I'll call myself. Sometimes I call myself an actor. Sometimes I call myself there an you actress. Go. It's weird. It's great. Depends
4: I call myself a c- comedian sometimes. You As really you
3: should. should tonight.
4: Can yeah, you? it's on my look at my Twitter. It says Mark Norman comedian. Does it know. really yeah, check it out. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. All right. So see, we 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 didn't realize we were. We stalked
3: you, but not good enough.
2: Right.
4: <laughs> Please. Let's it's stalk interesting. away.
2: It's interesting too that that certain uh, language patterns or, or choices, uh, certain cultural things hang on over a long a long period of time. Like for example, you know why I'm sure you do, but I'm wondering if you do, Mark. You know why women's buttons are on the other side from men's? No, do tell. It's actually because um it used to be that women would dress other women,
5: ah. and they
2: would be doing it from the other side.
4: How about
5: that? And so for
2: them, that was the way that they they were able actually to do it. Mm-hmm. And even though that doesn't happen very much anymore, it, it still has tradition. stuck in the tradition of fashion.
4: Why were they dressing each other? <clears throat> Why can't they put their own Think like on? Downton
3: Abbey time. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or
3: have you any other the
2: scenario show? that makes you feel good. So- Okay. Well, and
3: I would imagine that even if a man had a valet or something and was being dressed, I would imagine that is the, that the proper the pronunciation
2: very... of valet? It
3: is, darling.
2: No, I, that was new. But
3: to me. I would imagine that he, on the finishing touch, would button his own button. Yeah, just I don't
2: the same. Write. Just curious. Although, if you're very rich, you have a person just to do that.
3: Oh my god! The yeah. final mm, button,
2: a button boy, person. gold a button, button boy,
3: gold. Although fish. that
2: sounds a little like it could be something else. I'm not sure, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, I love extra touches like that. It makes yeah. me think the other day. I'm going to segue a little extra bit here. Touches. The, the, extra, extra touches. I'm t- sorry. Extra
3: touches. Okay, Mark. Well, that's a whole other person
2: for that. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> Downton uh, Abbey. Back, yes. Back to, um, I've actually never watched Downton Abbey. Mark. I know. you got to watch it. I've also it. never watched um, uh, Th- Game of Thrones. I haven't either.
3: I haven't either. <gasps> Elsie, have you? Nope. Oh, my God. All we're right. all GOT version. Maybe virgins. we need to
2: have a, a group viewing and then mm, talk about it. No. No, you don't want to it? I'm scared. Are you scared of getting it's into just it? It's
3: too long. <laughs>
1: it's I don't funny. have that kind of time to commit. I'm
3: working on my own epic adventure. Yeah, I know you, you know. are.
4: You are. Yeah, I, hear um, you. And I hate I love fantasy. That. Anything fantastical, I can't handle. Oh, it's too much. Oh, you
3: don't? Yeah, you're not into it. It's not yeah. your thing.
4: No, I, it's not. It doesn't doesn't exist. Give me I, a movie about a guy with a job or a car. You know that or, I can or get Or no behind. job. You know. That's or sale. no job. That's yes. fair. Why
2: yeah. does everything have to have extra?
4: Yeah. Well, is... I mean, I get it. It's cool. Like Harry Potter. It's cool, and it's yeah, imaginative, yeah, yeah. imagination, and fun. But it's like, eh, I, I watch it, and I go, "What's the point? I'm getting nothing out of this."
2: Yeah, we don't watch Harry Potter every week. You got to watch something like, you know, Game of Thrones. But you know, the people that look. We have our shows, I'm sure all collectively, that we think are amazing, and we don't understand why everybody else isn't as excited about this. And It's true. I felt like that about shows like, let's say, Breaking Bad, for example. Love it. I, I this well, That was a, quali- a mass hit, though. Yeah, that's true. They're making a movie. I'm oh so excited about not. that. Wow. Are you, do you watch yeah. The Better Call Saul?
4: I've gotten into a few. I like the guy. What's his face? Saul. Yeah. What's his name? <laughs> what Better is that actor's name
0: sure. What?
4: No, no, that's not. I mean, name. his real name. His real name, Bob Odenkirk. Thank you, Odenker. oh Bob Odenkirk. I like LC. that guy. He's good. Elsie for the win.
3: I was in a wedding in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and half the wedding party worked on Better Call Saul. That's because awesome. the oh. people getting married were in filmed
2: Did you maneuver that for your benefit in some way?
3: Yeah, I said, please tell me about Better Call Saul.
2: <laughs> Put me in it. <laughs> so
3: please weird. cast me in no, Better Call Saul.
2: Not? Oh well, that's, that's not
3: my genre. Did know. you guys notice? No. We anyway. you know
2: what my genre is? When they pay me. There you go. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm every time. I'll... Anything? Gay porn? No. Uh, I actually was cast, not in gay porn. I was cast in a movie in, <laughs> in which I, it was a starring part and they cast me as a paying role and everything like that. And then when I got the script, I saw that there was an actual nude scene. It had something like skinny. And they didn't before. tell you before? They said, like, are you okay with nudity? And, you know, you don't know what that means. And sometimes it can mean, like, you flash your butt. Or And I, was, I wasn't I was like, sure. I was just like, well, let me see the script. It was like yeah. an opportunity, you know. And, and I saw the script and I was like, no, this is like full-fledged. You never come back from this kind of nudity. And I was like, look, mm-hmm. if it was – I'm not saying I will do nudity. I'm saying that it would take a much more serious opportunity than that. Of course. For uh-huh. me to – do like, Steven Spielberg's, like – you're the guy I've been looking for to star in this movie, but there's a there's a, yeah. a, a mild nude scene. For, I would at least think about it. I think that yes. we
3: all have that breaking point. Yeah,
4: you're in the Harvey Weinstein biopic. Yeah, <laughs> directed by
2: Spielberg. I
3: think it's pronounced biopic.
4: Oh uh, crap!
3: <laughs> Isn't it though?
2: I it's weird you say that. I literally wondered that this morning. I literally hmm. wondered that exact thing because I wow. I always say biopic. Yeah, but I looked. At it, I was but like, but see, maybe... biopic makes so much more sense. They're going to be making one about um, uh, Amy Winehouse. Oh, uh, they just sold the rights. The family just sold the rights for it, and they're going to do a, a biopic slash biopic on Amy Winehouse. I
4: should ask Elsie. You seem to be uh... knowing thing. Yeah, you're the. Why aren't
2: you looking it up? Uh, I
3: am ready. her to give you biopic. the answer. Uh,
2: Elsie likes to delegate.
3: Did you hear that?
2: No, what? It's bi- biopic. Biopic. Well, my if pick. the computer boys so said it, it must be right.
4: Yeah, but those uh those are always off. Those uh, little pronunciations
2: yeah. are a little kooky.
3: How dare they? They're supposed I know. to be the pronunciation.
2: They are who we choose to lead.
3: Oh my god. So
2: so anyway, anyway, we, I I wanted to mention when we we said about um uh, uh extras button boys and uh-huh. all Oh, all right. I took an Uber the other day and had a very what what did you say, Elsie? What did you say?
0: Did you say butt boys?
2: No button boy. <laughs> Uh-oh. That was the gay porn he was in. That's
4: that the... but boy.
3: <laughs> this is a comeback. This oh is my a, uh, a uh, new callback. Call, thank you. <laughs> yes.
4: That's
2: okay. <laughs> comeback with Lisa Kudrow. <laughs> or another gay porn. That was oh, the, that was a good show, the Lisa Kudrow show. Yeah, it was good. Comeback. Um okay. Uh I took an Uber the other day. Like and... bragging. I know.
5: <laughs>
2: um and the guy Had first of all, when we opened the trunk to like put a bunch of equipment in it, his trunk was just filled with groceries. Oh, um, most of it soda, cans of soda. And I was like, How much soda does this guy drink? I mean, seriously, the trunk is full, but we made room.
5: Yeah,
2: then we got in his car and he offered us bananas. Ooh, I like that. Then he kept Offering us different, I know. Then he started offering us candy. Like, oh no, like now, first of all. You have to understand, like if I were to go to like a client's house and they like baked cookies, I can't bring myself to eat them. I I'm kooky that way. Like, why
4: not?
3: Yeah, you say no. Cookie.
2: I would typically, maybe now I'd be a little better about it. But what I'm okay. saying is, is but a stranger offering me candy or bananas in his car is weird. That
5: wasn't <laughs> that, the, weird. that
4: wasn't is, the uh, weird part. But at least they're both wrapped. I'm candy is say. wrapped and a banana is sealed.
2: Yeah, you you know, in the movies, like you see a funny scene where someone's like, Candy, no cookie, no milk, no hot dog, no, you know, it's like it was almost exactly like that because we're like, Oh my god, do you want a banana? No, how about some candy? No, how about this candy? No, have some candy, like we're like, Seriously, no freaking candy, ah, weird, it was so weird, and this went on for like eight minutes.
4: I would have eaten all of it. Yeah. Was it
3: Starburst chocolate? What are we looking yeah. at? Yeah, uh,
2: Kit Kats. Or like, oh,
4: this is good it's stuff. It's like Halloween. But
2: it was spooky. I don't know. What it the was guy, spooky. It was so weird. First of all, he seemed a little too eager to give away his candy. Who gives their candy away? You know what? He wants other Halloween?
3: a high rating.
4: Yeah, he does. I yeah. Know. Was he a 5.0?
3: Uh, no. Are you sure? Maybe this yeah, is why. I don't. Maybe this if is why. If he was a because 5.0, like, he'd give go. up the candy bit.
2: Yep. Exactly. Oh,
3: my God. Bananas? This so odd.
2: <laughs> It really was quite odd. How and long was the ride? It, unfortunately, it was way too long. It was a, a night of a, a winter storm and oh, no. it took us for. Oh, by the way, we had to go. Um, now, for those who may listen that don't live in a place like New York, usually if you go like four blocks and say an Uber, mm-hmm. it should be like six bucks, or five bucks, something like that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like four to 10 blocks. Yeah.
2: So we were going what was the equivalent of three blocks and then three avenues. Uh-huh.
3: Okay. But in a storm.
2: Guess how much the Uber cost? Well you're um. gonna have a
4: surge going. It was a surge because of the
2: storm. Twenty-six dollars. I
3: was gonna say twenty-eight.
2: Okay. Oh. someone at this event told me, no lie. The quote they got for an Uber from uh Chelsea, Manhattan, which for those who don't live here is is kind of like the around a th- like a third from the bottom of Manhattan. Kind
3: yes, of. this top of the bottom third. To
2: go to Brooklyn, say. guess how much the quote was? 108.
3: 88.
2: Mark is the closest. It was over 300 Come on. Wait. Swear, swear. What? This is what I was told. Uber's, and, they're and,
4: screwing up. They're slipping. They used to be the cheap option
2: to yeah. the cab. Well, I wonder if there's someone going like, watch this, Bob. Watch how much we can get for this thing. Yeah, uh, just click, click, it's, click. And the thing is, is I wonder if someone paid it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Probably. there's a lot of rich people out there that are like, I just want to get home, you know? Yeah. And I can't
3: deal with, can't put my Jimmy Choo's in the snow, you Or know? you can have your own car service.
2: I'll tell you, that's that one point. of the things I would do. Like, if I was filthy wealthy, having my own car Twenty nineteen goals. Absolutely, be one of those things I would do. Yeah, I know someone who has a Bentley that drives it into Manhattan every day to go to work, and he, is. he and he does all his phone calls out of his Bentley every day. <laughs> Must yeah, be nice. There you I, go. I know. And I'm like,
3: and then he's now starting to drive for Uber. Right?
2: Wouldn't that be the coolest thing? <laughs> You're picked what, up in a Bentley. What's the coolest <laughs> Uber car you ever got in? Oh geez! Oh, it was
3: after a Tinder date.
2: Oh boy!
3: The night that Robin Williams died.
4: Oh! I don't know
3: why I'm remembering this vividly. Well, sure. Anyway, it was a Cadillac. Yeah, it was a Cadillac SUV. It was, yeah. it was. It was a Uber XL, Uber Black, whatever they call it.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got picked up in a Tesla once in Minneapolis, and that was pretty sweet.
3: Oh, see, that's because it wasn't New York.
4: Yeah, that's yeah. nice. That was very nice.
2: Now, I want to know what you thought about, because I, I, I've been in Tesla, too. I've been driven in a, in a good Tesla test. before. I'm interested. In, I'll reserve my thoughts, good or bad, and I'm interested in what your impression was of being in a Tesla.
4: It was very slick, very sleek. The white leather back seat was beautiful, and it was one of those kind of leather where if it had a scuff, you could just wipe it and it would go away. The screen was huge. The screen. It was crazy. You could play. It was like a Pac-Man screen, you know? And uh, the driver was so obsessed with it. And he was like, watch how fast I can go. I can get the the engine running real, real hot real quick, you know? And he got on the highway. And so he was, like, really showing it to me. And it was cool, but I'd never
2: want one. The Tesla.
4: Yeah. It was really smooth and a great ride. And you could tell it was a great car. And it uses, like, very little gas. And it never needs a tune-up, never needs an oil change. It's the future, but I wouldn't want one. Gotcha.
3: My cousin has one. Yeah. yeah, he lives in Cupertino. Works at Apple.
4: There
2: you go. You there gotta you have go. one out there. I, I yeah, did, I did think the it was screen
3: a, though. Oh this screen's
2: amazing. I know. I, I did. Um, I did personally. I was surprised. I felt like the car was kind of cheap. Like mm. I, like I felt like everything was like plastic. Like like you open the door and it felt like everything was made of. The plastic. The door is really have you ever cool to a, open. been yeah. In a Tesla or seen a Tesla? Elsie. No. Tesla. I couldn't see your name once I said Tel
3: Tel, tel- Tesla Telsy Telsy Tesla Hey Tel Maybe if you order an Uber tonight one will just magically appear.
2: Mm. I was How I cool was in a fleet be? of Teslas uh for another show that I'm on on Mouth Media Network. We were asked to go down and speak to uh the offices of Congress about um the fashion industry actually. And uh, and they had, the group that had invited us down had a fleet of Teslas rented, I guess, as Ubers or whatever, and they had our show playing on all of the radios and all of the Aww, that's cars. Cool. It was so cool, to, and it was funny because actually this was one of my little like star moments where I felt yeah. like just a fleeting moment of feeling like that for a second. We got in the car, and the guy had been hearing our voices all day. Because mm. he'd been driving these other people yeah. around. We got it and he started hearing our voices and he realized it was us. Aww. And he wanted a picture with us. And it was just like, we're just some stupid podcast guys. You know what I mean? That's so You cool. know what I mean? So, I mean?
4: You didn't have to listen to yourself while in the car, did you?
2: Oh, we absolutely did. That oh. was the
4: most I could not oh. have to get out and walk.
2: Oh, no. I didn't say that.
4: <laughs> it,
2: it wasn't the hearing ourselves we enjoyed. It was the fact that. It was playing. It in the was. Car. Pla- it was. I hear you. Dumb. I guess you can always play your podcast in the car. How
3: was the sound it. system?
2: Oh, it was magnificent. It was there you better go. than the plastic. Okay. Whatever. There you go. So, um, so what? I had my little Uber drive Danielle. What's been happening with you?
3: Yeah. What has been happening with me? I wasn't if sure I what knew. you were talking about.
2: <laughs> I, 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 I'm just speaking generally. Oh. I'm trying to not monopolize the show. What about you else? Do so you have anything?
0: Um, You can guess what's on my socks.
2: Mm. I'm sorry. You're throwing you're throwing out a challenge.
0: Yeah. Guess what's on my socks. So
2: we can't see your socks because you have boots on. Because I just
0: realized I have cool socks today.
2: So what would be on your socks? Yeah. Can Let's you give see, can, any yeah, sort of hint? Yeah, any hint that could that set us in a general direction.
4: Is it a shape or is it a, a human person kind of thing? Um, like it's in- an... It's inanimate mineral? object. Inanimate.
0: Yeah. Is it scissors? No.
4: Hot dogs. Close. Burger. No. Pizza. Taco. It's in the food
0: category, though.
4: Bacon. No. Bagel.
0: I think I should reveal my socks.
3: I knew there were polka dots. Ah, oh, I- spaghetti gonna socks
2: are <gasps> coffee. What is it? Spaghetti. Cupcake. Spaghetti and meatballs. Spaghetti and meatballs. You spaghetti and meatball socks
3: and yeah. floating meatballs.
2: Well, this
4: is pretty riveting. Those are
2: awesome, and I'd like to. So mention, my... <laughs> I am very much in the mood for spaghetti and meatballs right now.
4: I'm in the mood for feet.
3: <laughs> so All there right. you go.
4: So that's um, my contribution. I'm done. Thank you.
3: All right. At least you have matching socks.
2: All right, coming up, uh, we're going to play a brand new game, and we're going to get to know Mark Norman in every intimate way that's possible to know oh. somebody. Uh, right after this, we will be right back.
1: Connect with the show at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. And please, for the love of all that is holy, subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you.
2: All right, it's time for a brand new game. Now, granted, we haven't had that many episodes of this show, but this show is a continuation of the uh, history or universe of Monkey Radio, as -hmm. as those listening may possibly know. So we've played many improv games on the show. This is a new one to to us. Uh, The show is called Famous Last Words, and the way that it works is this. Uh, We... Uh, are about to get hit by a meteor, uh, unfortunately. Sorry oh to my God. inform you about all that. Okay. And uh, But there are a number of famous people who also will be getting hit with a meteor, and every one <laughs> of them is going to have a famous last word. So mm. the, the challenge here is whoever is receiving uh-huh. uh, is uh, going to receive um, suggestions of famous people whether they're celebrities or just known people. Uh, or they could be fictitious people, too. That's fine. They okay, could be cool. characters. And uh, what their famous last word might be, or words might be, knowing that the meteor is coming.
4: Oh, we make it up. We make it up. Okay, got so, it. Um, you know, a meteorite is actually a female meteor.
2: <laughs> that's a callback, everybody. Oh. Nicely done, sir. Thank you. Uh, Not a meteor all right.
3: Nah. No.
2: So, oh. uh, Danielle, why don't you and I start this, okay. and then we'll bring uh, Mark and Elsie in on the next round. Uh, am I
3: giving you the person?
2: I don't. I don't. I don't care. Yeah. So I mean, so it's kind of like I think it's just not just one. We should do like a round of a few of them and okay. see what happens.
3: So am I giving you the okay. famous person?
2: Sure. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's see how. Let's see what you got. There's
3: a meteor or a meteorite coming toward Earth. And you are Dennis Rodman. What are your
4: <laughs> good one? Good choice.
2: Well, I'm going to pull out my well-known Dennis Rodman impression right now. Just like uh... he's you
4: know. wearing a wedding dress.
2: <laughs> See, you ruined it there for me. Oh, sorry.
4: Were you going to go there? My that's no, okay. Fault. It's my like, fault.
2: Um, he
3: could enhance it. Now
5: they've enhanced it.
2: So I don't know. Uh, Bring my wedding dress <laughs> I don't Sorry, do Dennis No fault. I can't I, I failed at Dennis Rodman I can't do Dennis Rodman
3: Okay ready I'll well, give you just a the words. It word.
4: doesn't have to be the impression Just have
3: Yeah I do... didn't know Are we doing impressions? I don't know
2: I It's up do it. to you I okay, don't okay, cool. do impressions okay, okay. This is such a train wreck right now No this
3: is good It's our first okay. time
2: Yes. I know.
3: <gasps> okay ready Uh Okay there's a meteor coming toward Earth And famous last words of Billy
2: Crystal <laughs> Oh my gosh um, should,
3: I be, should I go easier?
2: No, I'm. Um, you know, there's just one thing. <laughs> there's just one thing this meteor is going to do. It's going to hit me in the eye. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's, That's terrible. Good. That's just terrible. That
4: wasn't terrible.
3: Yeah, it wasn't terrible. All right, give me one more. All right. Um, okay, uh, the meteor is coming. I realize
2: I could have done better with Billy Crystal. Okay,
3: okay, go. Do I've Billy. Been, like, do, go, Billy. <laughs>
2: You know know what that meteor looks like? It looks like pecan pie. There it is. It's a a little Harry Met Sally reference there for those of you who have seen the movie. Uh, This is definitely the worst part of any episode we've ever done. So uh, try again.
3: See, we got to fail big. One more. One more. Fail me big.
2: Fail me big. Uh,
3: Okay, so there's a meteor coming toward Earth. And uh, it's about to hit Amy Poehler. Oh my God. Okay. Somebody, I need to give better
2: right. celebrity. No, you know what? No. You know what? I need to accept the offer. Okay. I to accept yes, the offer. And. Oh Amy Poehler. Let's okay. pause for editing. Hey, <laughs> hey, Tina, come over here and stand in front of me.
3: Perfect. There take, you go.
2: Take the head of the meteor for me.
4: I like it. Perfect. Thank you. Now we're cutting. Poor Tina Fey. You know, she got the scar.
2: Oh, <laughs> see?
3: From Amy Poehler's Meteor Meat Shield. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: know. <laughs> All right, let's try it. Let's. Let, oh let's, God! Let's, now let's, I got to be on I, the hot I, seat. I, this 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 may be a game that doesn't get repeated, but we'll see. Maybe someone will do better than I've done. This
3: is our pre- premiere time. We're doing this. Yes. Okay.
2: Okay, so Danielle, are you yeah, ready? yeah,
3: I'm ready. Okay. Oh
2: God. Um, a meteor is coming, Lucille Ball. Watch out!
3: Ooh.
2: Okay. That's hey, it. Watch out for the meteorite, um, Oprah.
3: Okay. You are going to die, and you're going to die, and you're going to die, but Gail and I will be underground in our shelter.
4: Yes. Poor (laughs) stubborn. And look under your seat for an umbrella.
3: (laughs) Am I right, ladies? Okay.
4: Uh,
2: All right. Hey, uh, uh, hey, watch out for that meteorite there, Richard
3: Simmons. (laughs) We're going to kick this meteorite's ass. And one, two, three, and four, and jiggle it, jiggle it, yeah. That's it. (laughs)
2: Much <laughs> better. he's
4: great. You're great at this. Right, I think that.
3: he gave me really good ones. Uh, uh,
2: well, I, I gave you right?
3: obscure ones. Hey, one
2: more. Hey, oh god. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out for the meteor Howard Cosell.
3: I don't know who is that.
2: <gasps>
3: no, I probably I probably do know who that is. Oh no, if no you
4: that's just fair. it's fair. Down goes Earth. Down <laughs> goes Earth. <laughs>
3: Who No, who is? I probably know who it is.
2: Hello, announcer. ladies and gentlemen. Oh. This is Howard Kosa.
3: Is he dead?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, he's
3: dead. Hit by media. He already died. So he has nothing to say. Okay. Poor guy. Oh, well, Let's, Lucille Ball said. Also-
2: that was good. That was a gimme for you.
3: Oh, man. What a um, failure.
2: This is such a failure.
3: No, this is fun. Should right. we have? So, should we um, get, let uh, Mark how, give it a try? How
2: about Elsie uh, and, and Mark give it a shot? Oh, see what you got. right. Elsie, why don't you pitch pitch Mark with some celebrities? All right. Or famous people.
0: Um, Tom Hanks. Mmm.
4: am ah, very likable.
2: <laughs> 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 don't hit me.
4: Yeah, it's uh, Joe versus the meteor.
2: There right. it is. Oh, ah, right.
4: nice. Um,
0: uh, meteorites coming at you, and, um, Mr. Rogers, what
4: would you do? Ah, meteor, sit down. Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> I've never That's... touched a child.
5: <laughs>
4: oh he never did. Great documentary. I know, out. I know. I can't wait to see that. Cried three times.
3: I know, everyone cries.
0: All right, share. Cher. The meteorite's coming at you. What are
4: you gonna do? Oh, if I could turn back time, (laughs) I wouldn't (laughs) just have killed myself earlier. There it is. All
3: right.
2: uh, I'm enjoying the fact that every one of Mark's reactions have all started with some sort of sound effect, sound effect, some reaction, some scream. (laughs) Well,
4: I can't do a voice, so I have to do some sound. (laughs) That's fine. It's great. great. All right, very, very good. See, Mark just showed us how to do this. No, she I did. feel like Danielle really killed it. And well, she
2: well, built on the meteor. The meteor's great... going
3: to kill all of us. Okay, Elsie, okay. right. it's your turn.
2: One more time. Mark, can you pitch Elsie? You
4: got it. All right, Big L. There's a meteor coming at Chris Rock.
5: Fuck that. <laughs>
4: Perfect. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> that could have
2: been a lot of people, but...
4: Yeah.
2: All right. Wow. That is just history-making right there. Oh, that's yeah. so good. good I stuff. enjoy that so much. I, I think that's it for the game. Yeah. I think we we'll put Elsie and Mark and Danielle and myself all out of mis- out of our misery. Yeah. So uh, that is the game.
4: <laughs> I feel like we could all chat. Famous with last
2: world. words. That was a... a, a Strange, strange game, but I, I, I think there were moments. There might have been moments. Um, through the power of editing, you've only heard the good ones. <laughs> and
4: All yes, right, those were the good ones.
2: So, uh, based on the uh, example of great comedy that that was, uh, I'd like to switch gears a little bit and start getting to know Mark. So, Mark Norman, you're a comedian. Oh, yeah. According to Twitter, yes. as you said. Um, let's back up a little bit. So, Tell us a little bit about, uh, I'd really love to know how you look at what you do. I know you are a comic or or a comedian, but what is it you really actually are doing? Is, is this your job for as long as it can continue to be your job? And if so, what are you actually doing?
4: (laughs) Uh, yeah, hopefully that's my favorite thing to do. It's really, really the only thing I care about. Sadly, I'm kind of dead inside and, uh, It's the only thing that motivates me and gives me some sort of fulfillment, which I think a lot of people lack. You got to have something that drives you or else you'll just, you know, watch TV all day. But uh, yeah, you got to get out of the house. And I love comedy and I hope to do it forever. But who knows in this uh, state we're in.
2: Uh, do you, uh, first thing that comes to me when I, I hear you talking and actually watch you talking, do you get a little bit of the Dennis Miller comparison from time to time?
4: Uh, maybe once or twice, but not a lot. I don't mean to compare you. No, I'm wondering no, no. if you
2: hear that. So No,
4: I get a lot of Alan Alda. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh,
3: yeah. Are you yeah. going to be in his biopic? I would love
4: to. <laughs> uh, sure is. I didn't know he had
2: one.
3: Uh, he well, he's still around, so
2: yeah.
3: I hope for a while. I love. I
2: hope him. for a while. Although I, I think he did just get diagnosed with Parkinson's. No, or something. whoa!
5: He's
4: something a cool guy. Like yeah, I did a sh- something like that. I did a show with him once. Did you he, really? Yeah, he had to play like an old racist bartender. Okay. So it's fun hearing him just <laughs> yell out horrific slurs, you know, in front of a, a group of people at a bar.
3: <laughs> that- was that on the Amy Schumer show?
4: No, that was uh, Horace and Pete. Oh. Which is a Louis C.K. show, pre, oh. you know what? Scandal. Yeah. Scandal,
3: pre Me Too. Yeah, that's cool.
2: So, what kind of trajectory do you think you are? On? What's been the proud? What I found often in entertainment is that you see that bar above you. You say, "God, I'd love to climb and grab that bar," and that's such an accomplishment. And you get there, you're excited about it. And then after a while, it feels a little bit like. Old news and oh, you're looking yeah. at the next bar and occasionally if you really think about it, you look like twelve bars down, and you say, God, at the time that that bar down yeah. there was everything. Oh yeah. And now here I am and I still am looking up. So my question is, how far are you looking up? And as you look at all the bars that you've hit along the way, and 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 I don't mean as in alcohol, but I mean as in moments in your professional life. Yep. yep. What have been some of the ones that have meant the most to you?
4: Wow, hey, good question there. Uh, you're right. It just keeps getting ratcheted up. When I remember being poor in Crown Heights and just going, I would just kill to be on TV once. Just get me on TV, and now I've been on TV a bunch, and I'm like, now you want certain things on TV. You want the, you want to have, you want to have it your way. So it just keeps going. It's almost like sex. You know, as a kid, you're like, if I touch a boob, I'll be satisfied forever. Just give me a boob. Then you touch a boob, and then you know you want more. It just keeps going up, and a boob now is like, oh, I only got to touch a boob. That's it's old not news. It's old news. I need a, a labia or a whatever, you know. So uh, it just keeps going up. But to me, the big things. I'm a big old fashioned softy. I love a good. I love the like the tradition of stand up, American stand up. I love the uh, like the late night set. You know, a Conan or a Tonight How long Show. is
3: that set, by the way?
4: Five minutes. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so I did my first Conan, which was my first late night set in 2013. And it was, the it was like changed my life. It went well. I was terrified. My butt cheeks were spasming on stage. That's how nervous I was. And, uh, so that's one of those things I've done and I've done nine since. So I've done 10 late night sets that's
5: so and funny. I still want
4: more. I want to do two or three every year. And that's the goal. And I want, you know, I don't, I have a ceiling. I'm not one of these guys like, I got to be in a Madison Square Garden. I just want to be able to sell out a club every weekend, have yeah, but, fans. But once
2: you sell out the club, Mark, then you're going to want Madison Square Garden.
4: You might be right. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that, as of There's now, that's all, that. I I mean, no, that's all I want. No, no. That's, that's just all I want now. That's the goal now. Then when, if I ever get there, then we'll see what the next goal is. But I just want to be able to be a working professional comedian who has fans that when they put your name on the bill, People come see it:
3: Well, I was going to ask, are you would you consider yourself an actor at all? No. we were talking about improv a little bit earlier, and I uh, you were about to say, I think, well I'm not an actor." so yeah, because sometimes that <laughs> sometimes that crossover I've seen can exist. Sure, sure. but so no that's not your jam.
4: No, I can't act. I'm a horrible actor. I can't get <laughs> out of my own skin. I'm t- I am c- i I'm too aware that I'm acting.
3: Yeah. And that I makes can't sense. do
4: it. And I, that's what I like about stand up. It's so truthful. It's so authentic. You know, you're the same guy basically on and off stage just right. telling jokes you wrote. Right. So I can't act, but I would act, I would act like a Seinfeld or a Ray Romano, who also can't act. Right. But I would do it just to have more people come out to my stand-up shows.
3: That's awesome. Wait, I have a question.
2: By the way, I don't I don't agree that Ray Romano can't act.
4: He actually got good. He's I shouldn't say that. Qu- he he, he was bad. He got great. Quite good.
2: He was great right on, um, uh, th- what was that show that was about a family? Oh, yeah. Parenthood. Parenthood, yes, Elsie. Uh, See He he had a recurring role on there. Oh playing yeah, he did. A boyfriend of one of the main characters, and he was actually pretty remarkable. Very yeah. very subtle in his. Yeah, He was really nice.
3: He produced a reading I was in ten years ago in L.A. What? So you know, I love the guy.
4: I love him too. He's the nicest guy on the planet. Oh my
3: god, yeah. And well, and then maybe in um, you know, as he's gone through the business, his acting chops have sharpened.
4: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
3: But yeah, it's the, but Seinfeld, no, Seinfeld. he's it's
4: just Sein, playing yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah, and that's I could do that. Same with
3: like Larry David. It's Larry just David, like, hey, yeah. here we are, here he, we are.
4: He's not doing Shakespeare,
3: right? The... Larry David is my hero. Oh, hold on. number Shakespeare? one. Have you hung out with him?
4: No, I've never met. He's one of those guys I love, but I bet hanging out would be would be a bummer.
3: Yeah, I wonder
2: who are you talking, who are you saying? Larry David. Man, I would love to hang out with him. Yeah, because Mark, I would yeah. feel so good about myself. <laughs> Because he's so negative. Yeah, he's so negative about himself. Right. But the man is so freaking brilliant. Brilliant.
3: I think you guys would have been nice. We yeah, might do okay with the like maybe like have a garbage. chamomile tea. You right, know? Right. You Not know, I, go out for drink. I, yeah.
2: I wonder what it would be like though, because here's why. Um I remember so I had a a background part in uh Pink Panther movie with Steve Martin. And my scene or the scene I was in, I should say, was deleted from the, and then ended up on the DVD. Mm -hmm. And I was very interested in why. And the director, Sean Levy or Levy, Mm -hmm. whatever his name is, he he actually indicated that the reason it got cut wasn't because the scene wasn't great. It was actually a remarkable, cool scene. But he said that the scene was too absurd. Mm. And Inspector Clouseau is an absurd character. And, comedy does not work as well when it's an absurd character in an absurd world it needs to be an absurd character in a real world contrast. or a real character in an absurd world the contrast so i wonder if you mark with larry david would be an absurd person or, or i didn't mean to call you an absurd person with what i mean is two comedic people two comedic people who are both that same acidic wit um mm. dry neurotic and perhaps a caustic wit but, hey, but anyway I like um, it. but i'm saying um <laughs> Two acidic, acidic. There you go. But what I'm saying is, is you you would almost be outdoing each other, and be like two negatives together, or two right. positives I together. I do wonder. I wonder.
4: I hear you, but not to shit on your point. But he has Richard Lewis on a lot, and they're buddies on the show, and they they're very similar, and they kind of work.
2: That's interesting. Yeah, that's almost everybody on the show is like that. But yeah. The only one that wasn't like that was the one playing his wife. I think. That yeah, Cheryl. Sure. Oh yeah, she's she great. Yeah. Um, she's great. She's
4: really good. Really good.
2: So I, I'm interested in you uh, mentioned something about you know being able to t- talk from the gut or whatever, being able to to really share your story on stage, and that's when I I, tr- I dabbled in s- stand up very mildly and for a short period of time, although I enjoyed it, I found my shortcoming was that I found I didn't have a lot to talk about. Mm. So I was making stories up that weren't real. So I don't know that I was connecting authentically with the audience. And, um, and and, and it's occurred to me as is fairly common knowledge that in all candor, so many comics are damaged people. Oh yeah. And that's part of (laughs) why they have so much material. It's why they're willing to, do whatever, and probably a lot of the defense mechanism that's resulted in their comedy. So do you look, all kidding aside, Mark, do you look at yourself that way as comedy being a type of release, of therapy, of... Yeah, it's an uh, outlet. An outlet, it's an outlet or is is this your widget?
4: I don't know what a widget is. Uh,
2: is, this, is this merely the product you're producing with your talent?
4: Uh... Nah, I don't see it as therapeutic. I see it more of a, as an outlet of like I got these weird thoughts. I feel disconnected from the world. If I say these thoughts and they get a laugh, I feel connected.
3: That's great. Wow, so, that's
2: deep, dude.
4: Yeah, it's not even about. Um, great, I love it. I need to say these things and my feelings out into a microphone and have the world love me. It's not even that. I just got. A, I got a lot of weird. I notice whenever I talk, you, you start fidgeting. Get in there, baby. I'm so disinterested, man. That's what. That's why I do stand up right there. You, that just was a glimpse of how uh, insecure See, I am. See, let me
2: explain how <laughs> the she's radio photos, and podcast show. I I throw out a question, you answer it, and then I do the rest of the producing of the show uh, while you're answering.
4: I thought that was L. I thought yeah, she's she'd not doing do anything is. over
2: there, so I got to. <laughs> she's not
3: the slack. only producer.
4: Uh-huh. I feel like <laughs> you've taken an oxycontin or some some drug of of a downer family. No. All right. Well that statement proved <laughs> I'm me. Like wrong. how
2: many pills she got.
4: Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, I gotta I t- I gotta tell jokes and it's fun. And it's a great gig and it I feel like it it's somewhat of a meritocracy. Oh, a uh-huh. Good catch. Meritocracy.
2: Meritocracy.
4: Yeah, you know, if you're funny you'll make it. If you're not funny you won't. But there's obviously exceptions. There's a lot of shitty comics out there who are doing great. Yeah. But uh you know, funny works. And we talk all day about this and that. And we, we lie to ourselves so much in, in our culture that when you see a guy go on stage or a girl and say something funny that might be offensive or taboo and he gets a laugh, I kind of go, All right, there's, there's, that's yeah. the truth.
3: It's resonating. It's resonating. Absolutely. Yes. Did you know, did you know Harrison Greenbaum? Do
4: yes. You know him? I know him well.
3: He, so the reason that, that, I know Mark Normand, not Reiko, is because I used to produce a lot of stand-up comedy back in the day, and I had him on a lot of the shows. And Harrison Greenman was there. And I read a blog Harrison did. Shout out to Harrison if he's listening. But it was about um, a necktie. Did you ever read that? And it was the necktie theory in comedy. Hit me. Where everyone looks at a necktie – and you know what it means. It can symbolize power, money, wealth, mail, corporate formal. America, formal, etc. cetera. You don't need to say anything. It's just that's the image. In the same way, and I kid you not, I read that blog post, and I had my best set I'd ever had the next week because wow. I took it and I did it. I used to dabble in stand-up as well, Mark. Yes. Rako. But – Well, all of that to say, when a joke is like a necktie, it resonates with everyone without the extra words. It speaks for itself. And you, Mark Norman, in your comedy, those thoughts that you have... That come out that get the laugh is because there's a necktie theory of someone resonating and immediately understanding. Right, and that's the jump from yuck 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 joke to
4: connection, connection yes. which is
3: why you get booked for late night shows. Which is why you're you're on a roll.
4: Oh wow, that was great. Well wow, said, nice sister.
2: Did you guys arrange this in advance or was yeah? <laughs> we had great. a coffee
3: Skype session. So,
2: Mark, Mark, on that point, let me ask you. Are, are you able to tap into kind of the the architecture of how you end up going from the thought of a joke to it actually being delivered on stage yeah i would love to know for you that. personally sure it's a, it's kind of boring that's okay all right think of it 5 minutes before you go on stage and you say it
4: no no okay. i wish i see a lot of comics think they're that guy or yeah. girl and they're not you know cuz writing actually colin quinn said this writing we all have to write but writing kind of hurts your feelings in a weird way because you go, you're basically saying, I'm not that funny off the cuff. I'm not that brilliant. Right. I have to write it down. So it's almost a weird kick to the ego. Mm-hmm. But you got to write. Everybody has to write. I don't care who you are. I mean, Robin Williams, or he'll just steal a joke. But whoever. But well, like, he's look gone
3: at now. So. He's gone. That I was the on. night of my Tinder date.
2: Also, uh, Mark's pulling out some sort of uh, well tattered creased, notes. tattered notes I got in his pocket with three pages, scribbles all over it.
4: Three pages of jokes here. One idea worked out of all this, and it gave me about twelve seconds of material time. I believe that. So I'm trying to build an hour. All this work, hours in my apartment, saying it over and over into a hairbrush in my underwear with a boner, and (laughs) I got a whole I got a thing on lots of mirrors, lots of
2: mirrors in there.
4: Transgender border, uh, alcohol, and I got a joke about marriage to work, and it's killing, and it's in my act, and it's 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 in the rotation, but that's how much it took to get one bit working.
5: Yeah. So
2: two things on that. One is I think it would be an incredible, um, like museum exhibit. The joke scribble pages of well-known comics.
3: George Carlin has one upstate. Really? Hey, Not yeah. far from your hometown. That's fat. I'm wow. just letting you know.
2: Uh, George that, Carlin's like so clearly filing a good idea. Oh but yeah. But I mean, many different. Comments you could just see like all the ideas that didn't make it or maybe and like here's a joke that and then like you'd see that joke and then see like a video of them doing it yeah um but the other thing i was going to ask you on that is do you recall a joke that you were like this is going to be a winner this one here this is going to kill and no matter what you did you just couldn't get it to work do you remember one i have
4: a million of those i'll try to think of one i mean that's most of comedy yeah (laughs) 90 percent of it I had this joke I thought was so clever once about how adoption my friend adopted a kid, and it was a crazy process, like waiting period, background checks, money it's like it's it's tough to adopt a kid and party goes, Well, we can't just give you a child. That's crazy. You have to do all these checks, and we have to just, you can't just give anyone a kid, you could be a psycho, but a psycho can have a kid. And that's completely fine, you know? (laughs) So it's like, it's weird that we do all the, it's almost like saying, hey, we're not going to sell you a bomb, but feel free to make one. Feel free to get drunk and make a bomb on accident. And we can, that's totally acceptable. And you go, great, but I can't buy a bomb. And that was was the crux of the joke. And then I kind of did a whole immigration tangent with it. Like, this guy's dying to move here. He's going to pass a test. I grew up here, happened to be born here. Uh-huh. I don't give a shit. I don't know who the 14th president was. He does, and he's trying to get in. Yep. It's the same thing. Like, And I was trying to connect the two, and it was too high concept, and nobody could get on board.
2: Do you think it was because, in all seriousness, people were not, they weren't identifying with this connecting to their lives? Maybe, but There's I mean, like I got a million one terrorist jokes. guy in the back going, ah, oh my
4: God, you're killing me. But I got a million jokes that don't connect people's lives at work. So yeah. it could have worked. I just got to tweak it, and twist it, and I don't know. Isn't
3: it sometimes a rhythm thing? Like, maybe take out a word, put in a word, et cetera?
4: You could have a joke bombing, take out one, the, it's killing. Yeah. That's how crazy comedy is.
3: I found out it's the National Comedy Center in Jamestown, New York. They have a whole George Carlin exhibit, as well as a Lucy Desi Arnaz situation. I think she's from there. Yeah, is she?
4: I think she's a Jamestown alum.
3: That is very neat.
4: Yeah, so comedy's the most flimsy thing. That's why so many people quit. And that's why there's only like yeah. eight great stand-ups on the planet. You know, right. you got like your Dave Chappelle's and your Louis C.K.'s and your Joan Rivers or whoever the fuck, Don Rickles. It's because it's so goddamn meticulous.
3: It's it's true, and you know what? Lewis Black used to be a mentor of mine, and it's oh, wow. funny because I just know him from uh, um, mid. I used to bartend in this midtown restaurant, yeah, and he was part owner for a while. But when I was an actress, even he would tell me com- give me some comedy advice. And one time he said that when you're formulating a joke, and it's it's just like you said, I see these three pages that you have written out, and yeah. you're getting five you know, maybe a five second joke or, yeah. or whatever. He said that you pour, it's like as if you're pouring water in a glass and the the you have to compress the water. So it's like if you have a five minute set, that's the full glass.
5: Uh-huh. And
3: then it's as if, you whittle it down where you compress the water all the way down to the bottom where you have one drop. Yeah, and that original joke was the whole glass. Now is one drop. Yes. So now you got to fill it up again. That's
2: interesting. And Sing you got to yeah.
3: And that that's a Lewis Black original. That's how there he does it. He's just whittling.
4: Yes, and that's and why exhausting. these skanks at the office go. Hey, maybe I'll try stand up. I'm the funny guy at the office. It's yeah. so insulting because I got three pages of bullshit here.
2: But does that mean oh. that, that that open mic shouldn't exist? No, of course. No, open go, mics go, are go. great. Please, please go. Yeah, open I mics. love that
3: you called them skanks too. That's I just yeah. a word some from derogatory
2: term. Yeah. I mean, comic skanks. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
4: do you um or your aunt goes? You can use this as material. <laughs> uh, Shut up! Oh, You're clueless. You're boring. Why would I waste my time on stage and talk about your shitty life?
2: Have you read Steve Martin's uh, autobiography? Multiple times. I I learned a lot about comedy from that, honestly. Yeah. Um, And speaking of him, you make me think. So when I did that background thing on the Pink Panther, I remember watching Steve Martin. I don't know if I talked about this on the show before. Maybe I did. uh, I remember watching him planning out the physicality that he was going to be doing. Yes.
4: Yes. And mm. it was
2: like an engineer so cool blueprinting every millisecond and exactly the move. And you know, he's no spring chicken anymore. And he he was so exact and he was talking with the director and he was this and, and they're figuring out what with that. And it was so I, I didn't expect it to be so built. Yeah. And and then when the cameras rolled, he just went whoop 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 and he did it oh, like so like cool. it was it was improv in the moment. And it gave me a new respect for him, and it gave it reminded me. I was interviewed a long time ago about uh, uh, doing theater, and I remember one of the things that I thought about, and this makes me think of that is how a, a single joke—you talk about taking the word "the" out and yeah. it kills a single joke. Let's say in a theater production, uh, or look at all of the the comedy places that you've. Worked that joke out over many cities many months until finally it connected with people and the The, the fact that that joke that the audience experiences an involuntary emotional reaction to mm. by laughing it casually just comes out of them just so organically has been strategically sculpted over time Mm -hmm. to achieve that result with many misses
4: many misses it's it's all about failure but you you realize you have to get 200 people sitting in a room 200 people sitting in a room to all do the same reaction at the same time start and end yeah for an hour that's insane that's a crazy notion but it can be done that's a skill it's a skill. And you can't
3: practice that in your room alone. You, you can only practice audience. it with the 200 people.
4: That's why it's so brutal. Even like uh yeah. what do you call it? Heart surgery. You can get a cadaver in there with a fake heart and do it and practice, and that's a scary thing where you could kill somebody. But you can't fake an audience. You can yeah. you have to predict in your head over time. This will probably get a laugh or you have to just fail enough to where you well, get a trial and error and you know it works. Well, okay. the
2: funny thing is is for those who don't know how starting out in comedy works, in the beginning, you have to recruit all the people that you want to laugh.
3: Bringers. With bringers.
2: Oh yeah. Never get and, that. Or 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 you I don't think. get to do the show or you have to pay for the show. Uh yep. and, and so all the people in the beginning, or, or a good number of the people in the beginning that you're learning, whether you're entertaining, are people that may already be magnetized to you in your sense of humor. Anyway, it's kind of a right. false positive. Oh, completely. I beginning. never did that.
3: Yeah, once you tap you out did. your thirteen friends, you're done. You're oh
2: done. You
4: got to go to the real world. You're that's, the actually, that's
2: actually why I stopped doing comedy oh. in the beginning was because I didn't know enough people in the city to be able to do bringer shows. Well, there you go. I I, I actually had to pay. Yeah, you got money for to them to perform one time, and the only reason uh. I did it is because I had like two people show up, and yep. I didn't want them to have shown up for nothing. So, oh wow, that was such a bummer. That's anyway, bringers right,
3: and zingers. Final no. question
2: before we get to. I'm sorry. No, do you, you want a final no, question? I you're you Yes. Final final question before we get to uh, our final segment of the show, which is end of show. Food, is this? Why do you do what you do?
4: Ah. I think I covered that. I just love it. It's fun. It's a challenge. It's I've been doing it twelve years and it's still super hard. And I it gets it's motivating. It's it's fun to figure out. And I need I'm so lazy that I need <laughs> that failure and that heartbreak to get me to go back and try again. And only, nothing else has that.
2: It's the only way you feel real.
4: I feel whole. I feel uh complete. No, that sounds what am I in a rom com. I feel like I I accomplished something. Okay. If if my boss goes, hey, get get finish the the Penske report by eight o'clock and I finish it, I don't give a shit. He he gets the report, what do I get? I don't care. But if I get this joke working that no one else thought of, I feel good.
2: What were you doing before you were able to support yourself as a comic? Uh everything. I was a furniture
4: mover, a construction worker, I did temp, I was a janitor for years. So all that stuff.
2: If you could for the rest of your life just do stand-up shows And just go from city to city to city Would you do that?
4: Oh yeah, I'm doing it now
3: Sounds like that's your jam
4: I'm I'm aware it's my jam that's I moved so cool. to New York for it I got mugged three times the first year Landlord <laughs> died of AIDS Got bed bugs You name it
2: But I'm here Material, every time one of those things happen, You're like, bed bugs That's like two months of material, baby There you go And
3: then you whittle it down to two seconds That's right
2: Yeah. <laughs> like one bed yeah. bug
5: Yeah, exactly got All right. A bit out of it
2: I, I I would love to dig so much further with you, so, so much further, but um, we're getting low on time for this episode. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back. It's going to be time for Elsie's favorite part of the show, and that's end of show food. Ooh. We will be right end back. Vote of show
1: food. Voted the best program on the planet. This is Funny People Talking. With Mark and Danielle. Of course, there were only two votes.
2: It's time for one of my very favorite parts of the show. And I know it's Elsie's favorite part of the show. And that is...
5: End of show food.
2: That's right. End of show food. So that is a moment in which we all get to enjoy something that Elsie has... Uh, brought to us to try. Oh, great. It can be an unusual food. Oh. It can be uh, difficult to find food. Uh, it can be a beverage. It can be a lot of things. So, uh, all right. So, Elsie, what have you decided to uh, share with all of us? Oh, toward me. Oh, sorry. Really? I was
4: trying to get it on the on the mic. I, I,
2: I would like to point out that Mark just- <laughs> I don't have- They don't really stink. Literally pass gas on the show. That is a first. Toward me. Sorry. Well, it may not be a first. Audibly is a first. <laughs> Did you did it pick up on the phones? Oh, I heard it. Yeah. Oh,
4: great. Uh, anyway.
3: I'm waving it away.
4: She's
2: iPad waving. <laughs> um, Elsie, now that we're all in the mood for something to eat or drink, what what do you got? Um,
0: so today's end of show food is uh, Reverend Nat's. It's called uh, Sacrilege Sour Cherry <gasps> Hot Cider.
4: Hot Cider, huh? Yeah. Hot so we have, or hard we It's not. It's
0: hard.
3: Oh my god, this is fun. So
4: we're gonna have
0: some of this.
3: Okay, I gotta find out what that thing.
4: We gotta do a whole show on a uh, on L's here. I got so many questions.
2: <laughs> well, fire. She's porn. Why don't you give her some questions? All right.
4: Well, let's see. Where the hell are you from? You got quite a an accent there. Oh, thank you, milady.
0: All right. Just wait till everyone gets some. We'll do the five, four, three, two, one. Uh, well, so where are you from? Um. Boston and Brooklyn.
4: Uh B and B. All right. Kids, <laughs> husband. No. Uh-huh. I have a cat. Ah, no, it's making sense. His
0: name is Nanny of your business.
4: Oh, I like that. Good name.
3: Yeah, I asked about the cat once. Uh-huh.
0: And it didn't go
2: well. Wow, look at this. It, now this looks like some cheap rose or cheap Zinfandel, it's but it's
0: Sacrilege not... Sorrow cherry.
2: Okay. Sacrilege I, sorrow, did sorry. you, so you call it
0: sacrilege? Sacrilege Sour oh, cherries.
4: Nice. Did you just grab this last minute at the bodega? Or is this something no. you're passionate about? No, she I, plans I these to, things out. Man. Right. I had to order this. They don't sell you this ordered?
5: around yeah.
4: yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, they don't sell this around here. All right. All
4: right. How do you guys know each other?
2: She's our producer.
4: All right. Ready?
3: Okay. I
5: was saddled with two.
2: her. Well, wait,
3: well, he doesn't know what to do.
2: Drink it. So, so, you drink no, it. No, we have to talk. Wait a minute.
3: Come on.
2: Are, are you? We have drink to explain it, the then rules. then talk about
3: it. Ooh, I'm getting many um, Robitussin notes on the nose.
2: (laughs) Robitussin, it does. Yeah. It has kind of a Robitussin meets very, very cheap Chardonnay Mm. kind of. All right. Nostrovia. Nostrovia.
4: Nostradamus.
3: Notre Dame.
2: Now, the the nose Mm. is much stronger than the actual taste. Yeah. It's kind of like Kool-Aid. With a thimble full of wine cooler in it.
3: If mm-hmm. I was at a bar hanging out with friends
2: and some chicken and fingers and
3: distracted, I would like this.
2: Yeah, uh-huh. but because
3: it's the main course, yeah. it's too it's much rough. like Robitussin. Yeah,
2: and you know, what? but I love Is a good cherry sour.
3: Yeah, I, think, I like sour though.
2: I think this would be the kind of thing that leads to a night of a lot of vomiting.
3: Okay.
4: I uh, I was sober twelve years, and I just broke it. No, you did not. This. Are you, so are you kidding? Myself. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but
2: uh, oh I was really hoping you had more, you know, self control than that. So yeah, uh,
4: no, it tastes like uh, somebody dropped a battery in a, <laughs> in a Snapple.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. Well, let, so, let, me, let
0: me tell you what's in it. Okay, please, please. and right. then we'll rate it. So kay. it has Granny Smith apples, which okay. is sour. And then it has sour cherry, which is sour. And then it's fermented in English ale yeast.
4: Yikes. Which is yeasty. And that's it. But
0: it's inspired by uh, Turkey and Russia and Poland and Hungary, which is the sour uh, nastarovia. A I like, sour cherry, I tied that together.
2: I, I like the label. It kind of looks like it's uh, generic and sold in like an old pharmacy or something. Mm, yeah. It does look like medicine. It looks like it's medicine. Yeah. Medicine. All right. So the way that we do this on this show, Mark, is uh, whatever our end of show food is or drink, is we indicate how many chickens out of whatever scale you would like to use. So it could be out of a thousand chickens. But you give how many chickens this is on your rating scale. Okay. So uh I'm gonna start with Danielle. Danielle, how many chickens do you give this sour cherry cider?
3: I'm gonna give it point one out of one chicken. So maybe just <laughs> the, the maybe just the gobble.
2: Okay. So one Very out of a hundred.
3: 0.1. Um yeah, one out of a hundred. We could multiply down or up. Okay.
2: And Elsie, how many chickens are you gonna give this? I thought it was fine. Yeah, that, but how many chickens? Yeah, that's that's uh, so avoiding uh, all the right. rating
0: system. I, I would I would drink it again, I'd say 7
2: out of
3: 10. 7 chickens out of 10 chickens, okay? Mar-
2: Mark, how many chickens are you going to give this, my friend?
4: Uh, well, it tastes like a chicken dyed in the bottle. So, uh the battery hand? in hand. Yes, yeah, I've, I got a hint of uh I don't know, chicken <laughs> like, like a uh uterine lining. <laughs> So uh, I'd go. Uh, <laughs> so a high rating then. Well, I would never buy this in my life. I'm not a cider guy. Gotcha. But, See, I uh, love a good cider. I feel like you're going to either drink or don't drink. Cider's weirdly in the middle of booze and not booze. It's like yeah. juice meets booze. Yeah. It's yeah. juice. It's, it's yeah.
2: basically, it's basically juice that's been sitting around for.
4: Yes, a while. yes. It's fermented juice. That, so I'm going to give right. it a big one cluck out of ten.
2: Okay, one cluck wow. out of ten. I'm going to give this a 4.5 out of 10. Although I appreciate the experience, I am underwhelmed by the experience, uh, personally. Politely it, it, put. It's like flat. It's like I'm, I'm it's glad like flat I tried It's like flat soda. It. I'm,
3: I'm going to drink more, though, because I need alcohol yes. right now.
5: There All you right.
2: go. So, and Mark, how can people connect with the things that you're doing and the projects you have coming up?
4: Uh, yeah. Find me on Twitter yeah. at, at Mark Norm. I'm on Instagram. That, that's Mark big Norm.
2: for comedians. Twitter, isn't? Oh, it? Oh
4: yeah. We throw out some ideas and hopefully you get some feedback. Maybe let you know if you can if to fail with it on stage or not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, MarkNormanComedy.com for dates. And uh, I have a podcast called Tuesdays with Stories.
2: I get that's jokes. Fun.
4: Thank you. So yeah, me and a friend do it together, and we both do the road, and on a Monday we come back, talk about the fist fight, the heckle, the lady you had sex with, the time yeah. you got drunk, the food you ate, the city you saw, and we talk about it. it comes out on Tuesday. I love that. That's
3: and, great. And what about that? your Instagram?
4: Mark At MarkNormand.
3: The, the full name.
4: Yeah, Ooh, I got the full ha. name. Some real estate got my MarkNormand.com.
3: Oh, Damn so you got to go Mark Norman Like comedy. he needs his actual name.
4: That I know. You should
3: give him a call.
4: I did. He wanted a <laughs> grand. So I said,
2: really? blow me. What city's he in? Atlanta. You ever come through Atlanta? All the time. Why don't you offer him a... Uh, a comp to your show. Com- no, no, no. Offer to do a stand-up show for his clients or his office in return for him releasing that Instagram name.
4: I think he would go... Ha! I don't give a shit about your act.
5: No. <laughs> you got allegedly. Let us know. Yeah,
4: no, you might be right, but that's Who where knows? my brain goes.
2: All right, Mark Norman. Uh, congratulations! All getting aside, on the success, thank you, sir. And the trajectory and and the many rungs of the ladder that you've already climbed. And the ones that uh, are are ahead of you that could be pretty exciting.
4: tough. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah,
5: Absolutely. thanks Any, for coming. Anytime.
2: That's it for this episode of Funny People Talking. Everybody, it's been a a blast. We survived our try of a new game and and sour cherry cider, but we uh, we had a wonderful journey getting to know Mark Normand.
5: Absolutely. Thank, thank you
2: very much for joining us, everybody. That's it. Uh, until next time, for Danielle Beckman.
3: Farewell.
2: And I'll see.
4: Big L. Wow.
2: I'm Mark Rako. Have a wonderful day, everybody. We'll see you next time, and stay funny.
1: That's it? That's the end of the show? Boy, oh boy, what a crock. This was Funny People Talking. This has been Funny People Talking, a production of Mouth Media Network, copyright 2019. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at, at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening.
0: This is Mouth Media Network covering the business of lifestyle.